Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Ah, not too bad. Little little crazy with work, but uh, we made it. We made it work. How about you? Oh well, it's been a while since we potted. Um, my fault. My stomach tried to kill me, so um, doing okay. Don't know why. So I'm terrified to eat food right now, but I. I had one slice of pizza today and I like held my breath the whole time. You were still good though? Yeah. I mean, that those first like four or five days were rough and then finally felt back to normal, but I don't know what happened. So, well, to, in all, in all honesty, it takes two to tango. So, uh, the days you were available, I was not. So it, it just wound, wound up that way. <laughs> it's how, it's yeah. how it goes. And I guess my doctor, you know, I, I might have mentioned this back in January, but he recommended it to me, but I think applies to everyone. Maybe don't eat or drink, you know, at eight o'clock at night, like a 40 ounce Slurpee. That's maybe Mountain just, Dew based. Just, just one? Just just like avoid doing that every single oh, night. Because I know that you sometimes didn't stop at one Slurpee. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Over several years, Sean. <laughs> But still, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm um I miss my Slurpees, but um it's better to not go through what I went through. So there's that. There, there you go. You live there and you, you learn, and then you just drink lots of Crystal Light. So anyway, we're gonna get to some baseball and some football. Uh, but baseball first. Fantasy baseball playoffs are right around the corner um at least you know head-to-head teagues head-to-head leagues if you're in roto you know keep grinding every stat counts um try to eke out a couple saves always recommend uh close closing monkey a closer monkey so uh check out check out any saves updates but obviously otherwise you're just battling for some counting stats and playing time um is superior to all else but we're going to focus on fantasy playoffs mostly head-to-head i think there's like a one week away um, I saw a couple couple starters come off the injury list, so let's start there. Any recent injury well, news? Uh, yeah, I was going to say Scherzer got pulled from the start. Uh, That's on no Saturday bueno. With left side fatigue, was that the same side that had he had issues with earlier? I can't mm. remember. I honestly can't remember what side he was having issues with earlier, but uh, but I'm like different from the oblique strain. Same side. But uh, they say it's okay. Okay, uh, that still makes me worried. They're like, "Oh, it's not. Don't worry, it's the same side, but it's it's different." I'm like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, they saying right now he's hopefully will make his left start ne- or next start. Uh, that makes me. I'll, I'll, I'll before I ask you the question, I'll combine the next one. Shane McClanahan. I saw that. I don't know if you saw the video, JT. Warming up in the pen before the game oh, started. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Left shoulder impingement, received a cortisone shot, placed on the 15-day IL. Uh, hopefully come back when he's eligible on the 14th. But uh, how are you feeling about both of these, JT? Because medically speaking, I don't like either of these. Obviously, you can't trade him or drop them. But I, I, if you guys have certain rules about, like, you have to set your roster for playoffs or something like that, I would be very worried about Shane Planahan. If you're setting your rosters for your fantasy playoffs or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shoulder impingement. He can't do
do the normal range of motion basically like yeah. tldr so that's that's not great um i mean obviously probably already in a career amount of uh innings pitched on a season and we all know how tampa bay likes to manipulate sometimes but obviously they were letting him eat i mean he was one of the most efficient pitchers on the on the year i mean he was He's probably the AL Cy Young frontrunner going into the All-Star break minimum. Um, Emeril Otani. <laughs> right? So it's like, it's a it's a bummer. But at the same time, who are you replacing them with? Are you willing to, yeah, I mean, day to day, you're like, you're fairly okay. I mean, you're just going to wait it out and then see if you want to roll the dice on whoever he matches up against or whatever the latest news will be. But if you're in a weekly lineup that locks... Um, I I think you you assume that you don't have him for this first week of the playoffs, which would be next week. I mean, the timing of both of these injuries for Scherzer and McClanahan is uh not the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you I think you either you go with the sure thing unless you're just in a super deep fifteen team league and you've got nowhere to turn to. I mean, the alternative would be like a worst case scenario, like a a long reliever or, you know, just some weird bullpen yeah. piece in like a fringe committee save situation, which. Because look at the, I was trying to be like, oh, let's, let's pull up a, you know, a guy that we can like fill in. It's a, it is a desert of 60 day ILs. <laughs> like, that's just what it is right now. Right. Anybody with any sort of value is just. Is already on the IL or something. I mean, gosh, I would say maybe the the play right now just to give you something is Edwin Cabrera, or Edward Cabrera, Miami's guy. Um, he doesn't give you the flashy. Oh, he did. Yeah, a little bit, decent little roster uh, ERA two point three and uh, a whip of one. Not going very far into games, and it's kind of like a or now recently. But uh, for, if you're having to get rid of somebody, he's like I would say rostered in sixty one percent of leagues, probably the best available thing. But I, I mean, there's just not a lot else. There's just not a lot else. <laughs> yeah, it is. Whew, JT, I don't know. Uh, don't yeah. even do it. Don't even do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, if you have to, if they lock for some reason or something like that, your playoff rosters lock. I know some leagues do that. You need to monitor the situation with Shane McClanahan more than Max Scherzer because Max Scherzer is a horse. He'll 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 be there before the fantasy playoffs start. But I am very worried about Shane McClanahan. Um, and yeah, September fourteenth. Yeah, you're com- we're coming up on it. Actually, now I think about it, that gets really soon. Yeah, yeah, that is a uh, that's the earliest he can come back. Um, and even if he does. I, they might uh, was it? They give them like three innings at a time, and then rest them before the playoffs if they make it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't see it. Franco became started his tri- AAA. Brand Jury took a f- curveball off the helmet. Got a little bit of bruise there, but they say he's okay, day to day. I saw Benetton fractured his handmate bone, his right. Yes. Hand. Yes. Done for the year. Yeah. 
But we've learned that Hamate isn't as serious as it sounds and that, well, we were never banking on him for power, but like he should be right as rain, you know, all things considered straightforward. Yeah. So for, for spring training. So if anyone's worried about the long-term effects of, sorry, Andrew Penitentiary, trying not to (laughs) giggle, but Hey, you know, he's, he's a respectable fifth outfielder and 15 team. There you go. There you go. It's better than I'll ever be. That's true. I don't see a ton of, a ton of other. Yeah. Uh, You'll always be my, my fourth outfield option, JT. Um, I don't see any other fantasy note. I hear other than Brian Hayes again being on this list that makes me sad every time I see his name here, but his day to day sliding back to uh, attempting diving attempt at third. Just yeah, little wrap that guy seriously. I was also combing the um, article by Jeff Zimmerman on uh, Rotographs for mining the news. He just kind of does a semi regular article. It's usually every two weeks or so, just if there's any tidbits for like maybe someone to to ride a hot streak into the playoffs or whatnot. Um, Nathaniel Lowe, um, he's he's on the Rangers. He, quote, um, has decided to swing at bare pitches, and I am one for that. Uh, okay, that's an interesting. That's interesting. Okay, I did not hear this. That's a good idea. A lot of people should try that. Uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, he's actually been – been pretty dang consistent and so i mean if you need just a uh you know corner or util bat i mean he's been he's been um hitting very well of recently so i mean i feel like i I just feel like that's like half the texas rangers (laughs) people at some point you're like that guy's okay actually yeah look at look at him yeah (laughs) that's like that's how i feel about them i always look at the right rangers lineup and i'm like you know that like that guy's okay yeah, the cat might be out of the bag though. He's eighty three percent rostered in Yahoo, but you never know. Um, it could be could be a tight one. Lucas Giolito is just quote not been right. So that's yep, you're right. He hasn't been right. Uh, Lance Lynn looked good today though. Guess the Mariners. So yeah, there was that. Yeah, how does Lance Lynn always have those close calls? Those balls that hit get hit right back at him he's just like this big target well that's me why he's a big target he's just big he i don't know how many highlights i've seen him just like fending off a ball that just got rocketed right back at him just just likes to likes to get there you know he should do a commercial where he just takes it like in the chest like uh who am i thinking of happy gilmore oh Uh, yeah there you go. He's getting ready for the season, CJT. You got to be in on this marketing. Yeah, spring training, getting ready for the season. Ronald Cunha Jr., um, his knee's going to just bug him for the rest of the season, quote. So maybe not counting on him for all those saves. I mean, he's been kind of kind of limping along, trying yeah. to find anything meaningful. Jake McCarthy is... I want to. I want to see where he, how much he's rostered. He could be a plan fantasy playoff winner, if you know what I mean. Fifty-one percent rostered. This dude has been on a tear. Last thirty days, seven steals, four home runs, but fifteen runs, twenty-three RBI, three ninety-two OBP, and he's batting it every day. Um, usually, oh, he kind of bounces around. 
either in the middle of the lineup or he'll bat second every once in a while. But it's just, I picked him up in a 15-team league because I was hurting in outfield with some injuries, and I needed some stolen bases, and he's done that and more. Arizona is going to be really fun here as a team in a little bit. Sorry to sidetrack, but I, I, Corbin Carroll's up too. Um, for some reason, if he's not rostered in the league, you probably invest in that guy. But yeah, <laughs> like, Jake McCarthy too. Like, I don't know, man. I think I kind of dig what Arizona's doing down there. Kind of digging it. Yeah. And the only other news I'm seeing is oh, Joey Votto's old. He's dealing with, quote, pain over his entire body, quote. <laughs> Is that just an update of Joey's? Joey just said that. He's like, I'm old. Everything hurts. <laughs> oh, although I don't know how recent it was. He was in a booth and he was he was talking on the mic. I don't even know what time frame it was. Uh, but... Yeah, I saw that too. Gosh, that was recent, like a week ago. It... Something like that. I'll try to find it and retweet it out from um, our Twitter account at Fancy Dad Pods. But basically, he takes like a whole minute to himself to just talk about all these like intricate little finite things about baseball that he loves. And he does it in such a genuine way, not planned, just off the cuff. And it's just like, dang, you do really like baseball. <laughs> like, like put that in an ad for, yeah. for, for Major League Baseball to... It's, it was it was just really cool really cool to hear and and listen to um gosh yeah i almost want to try to think of any other league winners like uh jake mccarthy outfielder for the diamondbacks there you go um any anyone else off the top of the dome that you can think of not that's gonna be a league winner um oh shoot i just lost it um I just like close my window down, trying to close the other window next to it. Um, yeah, Bubba Thompson is the reincarnation of John Birdie. So if you need saves, his name's Bubba Thompson now. Texas, again. Outfielder. John Birdie's not dead. I know, but if you need saves, it's Bubba Thompson. <laughs> it's not Birdie anymore because <laughs> okay. Birdie's like day-to-day with something. Yeah. I just saw. Always. Um, man, I don't – is there like a, a guy you got to pick up? Um. I was gonna say Bubba Thompson because I just picked him up recently, but uh, kind of took that one out from underneath me there, didn't you? Um, <laughs> uh, no, not that's gonna be a big time. There's a couple guys that I like, but nothing that's like gonna really move the needle a bunch. Yeah, I mean Stephen Kwan's been. I I, I was well literally just looking at him. I was like, oh yeah, or last month we... he's he's kind of back. He's kind of what yeah. you wanted. OBP, couple steals, good yeah. good runs. I mean. Cool. Honestly, he'd probably the numbers would look better if just anybody on that team would hit. I mean, the Mariners just kind of ran them over. Right. I think they saw that they the last seven games against Cleveland, their starters allowed a .6 ERA against them. They just they they dominated. So I assume it will get better for Cleveland. But uh, yeah, it, he did not get help from a lot of this team. He was doing a bunch of, everything he could because, like you said, he's been hot. Just no one else on that team hit. So um, I like Stephen Kwan. Yeah, the runs will come. Um, what do you think about the Oswald Peraza guy? Oh yeah, got it's, called up. That's right. I'm thinking, I, if I were the Yankees, I don't know what the Yankees are gonna do, but they gotta do something. I'm just playing the kid. 
um, with what uh, uh, Faletha has been doing. I don't know. The Faleth. Um, it just Peraza's glove has been just as good in the minors, looking at some numbers. So it's not a defense thing, and he has much more potential at the bat. So I'm like, look, real life, I'm going to play you. I'm playing the kid. And like I said, if you can get some untapped potential, maybe he could be the say, there we go. Here's the league winner. If maybe he's the guy who you picked up off the way we at the last minute and could catch him high. He's got some hype around him. And so I'm saying like take a flyer on him. I mean, if depending on who like your bench guy is, but he I think he should be rostered. There's there's some maybe untapped potential. Don't cut anybody you're gonna need, but you know, you got a fifth outfielder in a twelve team league. I pick up Peraza. Two can do. He is 0 for 7, but it's fine. Well, I mean. 18 homers, 33 stolen bases, and 99 games over the Right. So far. I, mean, I mean, IKF over the last 30 days has put up seven runs, a home run, and six RBI with a 275 OBP and a 282 yeah. slugging. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's right now he's rostered only Peraza's 7% of leagues. Like and he's being dropped, and I'm like, dude, it's been seven at bats. Like, settle down. So my only thing would be like they probably want to give him enough at bats to contribute, but not enough to not be a rookie next year, which is what 130 or 125 is the cutoff. I was worried about that for Corbin Carroll because the new collective bargaining agreement. If you're player gets rookie of the year you get an extra draft pick so like some if if they think first or second first or second yeah so it's just like i know corbin carroll but you could definitely see them trying to game for that i don't know about i think he's not qualified for this year um because i'm not sure how this works Current standard of 130 at bats. Yep. Well, that's just the award qualifications. Right. That is not their eligibility. That he will have more eligibility. It's number of games played, I believe. Okay. I mean, as a kind of falafel, he hit a home run today. So there's that. And they got the win. Yeah. I, I think um, people who are, who are called up either way will be rookies again next year still so i don't have to worry about that yeah that's just to be qualified for winning the award okay yeah i mean find the exact number of like how many it takes to not be a rookie anymore but yeah and all ikf is vacating is the last two you know he's betting eighth or ninth usually so um it's not like it's a big money maker position for the Yankees. So, I mean, if anyone wants to help Aaron judge win baseball games, cause um, you see the, you see like the gif meme was like, it was like this guy staying on a balcony with a bucket of water. And it's like Aaron judge 53 home runs. And he just throws the bucket of water off the balcony. And then the camera pans over to this huge wildfire. And it's like Yankees season just going up in smoke. It's just like little bucket of water. <laughs> it's like, no one is helping Aaron Judge on that team right now. And, oh, um, you're so sort of qualifies a rookie, not that's not exceeded 130 at bats or 15 innings pitch fewer than 45 days on active roster, excluding time on the disabled list 
or any time after rosters are expanded on September 1st. Oh, so he's totally in the clear. Yeah, so if you're called up after first, you're going to keep your rookie status. Okay, so Corbin Carroll, duh, it does apply because he was right. on the team before the first, I think. Oh, okay. So that, that's the way you understood it, right? Because that's, yep. that's how I view this. That makes sense. Or any time after rosters expand. Okay. All right. But yeah, so Praza might be might be good. Might be a might be a pickup. Yeah, he's batting eighth, like you were saying. So uh, write it out. Why is he only 7% rostered? I don't get that. Why do I not roster this guy? Uh, what am I going to do with them? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> like, let's just be real here. Uh, but yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's kind of it for, for anything off the dome. Obviously, it's going to really just depend on your league. So, scour the waiver wire, be savvy. I mean, some, some fancy managers get desperate and they cut some people trying, especially pitchers right now, trying to like, get those extra couple starts to try to win that extra or that last spot in the playoffs. So, um, you know, as always, just try to pay attention to your league. I think that's kind of half the battle. Just kind of keep a pulse on everything. Use the watch list. It's available to you. I mean. Yeah. Might as well, might as well keep going. If you've made it this far, you only got less than a month left. So. Mm-hmm. Um, let's wrap up some baseball though with some uh, feats of dad strength. Oh, it's got to highlight those. So I got I got the uh, got these updated. So they're almost over the last two weeks about because we've we haven't talked in a while. But looking at distances, Jonathan India did he hurt himself on this home run? I say that top name surprises me. Yeah, but he got hurt, so kind of sad about that. Bobby Wood Jr., what are you doing down? What are you doing, kid? Okay. Four home runs on this list. There we go. Christian Walker, never heard of him. Ne- never. Aaron Judge has seven. Obviously, I shouldn't be surprised, but Four, it's still just it's still six. just stock. It's just still just shocking to see. Man. Uh Schwab Monster. Dermis Garcia with the 467 footer. Kyle Schwarber, uh, four sixty six. Oh, geez. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, the second leading home run hitter in baseball. Everyone just like, forgets him. Oh yeah. Oh, Jose Siri could could help you I'm in the just, league. Some stolen bases and a ton of runs, like like runs you wouldn't believe. Yeah, that's what him and yeah. I have in common over the last two weeks. Tons of you runs. Just, what? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> stomach <laughs> joke and baseball joke. There you go. There you go. That's what we do here. Adley Rushman, uh, four twenty-seven. Michael Harris, JT. Uh, we've taken some L's on this one. I just don't, dude. Not only we take some L's, they gave him a bunch of money too. And he's like so, batting second quite a bit. He's hitting like, off Alcantara too, and like, what? remember we're like, yeah, pick him up. I mean, this can't last long. It, because all these stats are coming from the, the ninth spot in the batting order. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like uh, eighth and then seventh. And then it was like, oh, second, betting second every like once a week. And, he's and like, then he's and like then a now he's home runs now. Yeah, now he's <laughs> betting in the middle of the lineup solid over the last week. But yeah. He's climbing real fast here. Like, 
man, I just it's it's, just, it's okay. That's the hey, more power to him if he's if he's this guy. That's he's gonna be very fun to watch. We'll talk about him in the in the off season, but he's gonna be fun to watch. Um, Tyler O'Neill is back. Did I say hey. that right? Well, he's all back in shoulders and biceps. Is pretty much he has three, he has three home runs at four twenty three exactly. That's pretty impressive. That's <laughs> that is, that's yeah. Uh, two at basically four oh a four oh three and a four oh six. It'll it'd be eight three eighty five one. Come on, get hit those weights harder, man. Come on, it's unacceptable. But uh, jeez, some guy named a Aaron. Juji, it's yeah. way down here. Seven, seven daddy distances. Four fifty three at the top. Four fifty right behind it. Gosh, four fifteen bomb right there. Uh, that's a uh, that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Or uh, four fifteen up off the bat. So I was gonna say this. Uh, I was watching because everyone always complains about uh. People always like, oh my gosh, I'm just get everything wrong. I saw a missile go down the first baseline in a game I was watching today, and it was super close, fair foul. And it got this call foul, called correctly, and the thing, and they're like, that ball was hit at 114 miles an hour. I'm like, you mean to tell me that that ball was hit on 114 miles an hour? It was an inch and a half off the foul line, and he got it right, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> like, are you like, everyone's like, oh yeah, easy. I'm like, there's like half the people watching this couldn't do that. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Like, like where's the attaboy up? Like where's all this? You miss like a ninety-five mile an hour splinker that's got like three thousand three thousand RPMs a second by an inch, and you're like idiot. <laughs> like, well, like this this fourteen hundred forty mile an hour rocket, and you're like obviously. I'm like no no, give him credit where it's due. I was like that would have been I would have screwed that up. I know I would have screwed that up. So did you see the O'Neill Cruz home run to the I bullpen? Did. I did. Yeah, that would have been cool to like hear it through the air because it's got to sound just like terrifying. <laughs> I just, it, I, uh, did you see the foul ball that he hit, the hardest one ever on StatCast? Oh, was it a foul ball? It was a foul ball. The hardest, the hardest oh, maybe hit ball it. was a foul ball. And it, it was because it cleared everything, but it was foul, so he had to come back. How fast and was it? 20 something uh 21 i can't remember exactly i could i could find it but uh the one of the pitchers in the other team's uh dugout said it was like a rocket went off <laughs> like he was like right i know that's when you made me think of it i was like oh <laughs> well so, i'm gonna i'm gonna switch over to exit velos here while we're doing it 122.4 <clears throat> i thought that didn't he have 122 right off the right field he, wall? Oh, he had a single. He hit one further, but it was it like one. Wow. Maybe it was 120. Something, but yeah, no, yeah, in yeah. The stands. I feel bad for the people in the stands who have Seriously, to. Seriously, just... you've got to watch out. Like, you want to take it down the right field line for a game like that because he's a he's lefty like hitter, 20, but then he's only like he's still super young. Like, he's gonna lift more. Like, no, you don't. Don't stay smooth. Stay yoga. Flexible. Not 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 like I'm not saying like get Tyler O'Neill, but like you get a little bit more on him. Let's see if we can get to one twenty 
Maybe maybe in the badunk dunk just start yeah, get doing that power some, source. Get that griffy power source, you know? Just start doing some rows. Just, you know, a little some seated uh what is it? Uh where you sit down and you pull it back towards your butt. The <laughs> reverse leg extensions. Like it. Uh, yeah, let's let's see that. Let's see how Dang. let's see how let's see how crazy he can get here. I wanna see I wanna see just yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the thing. We need to work on this power source, buddy. Yeah. As, he's, as I he's say, pretty as lanky. As he you know who has a good power source, according to Statcast, Matt Olson. Nine hits for an average of 106. Let's see. The biggie coming at 112.7 and 112.1. Dang, Matt Olson. Holy cow, we're just like we're just filling up the basket here. Um, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge 15 had 15 of these. <laughs> at 105.6 average, 115.3. He is, he is, he is, he is one of these at 76.6. I think that's an error. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the second one. Yeah, 76.6. Yeah. That probably brought, brought his average down, didn't it? Yeah. It did. 15.9. Like... <laughs> Got two of these off Scherzer, obviously. Uh, geez, Huli or yeah, J Rod, eleven of them, one hundred five point five average, but one hundred nine, one ten, one eleven. Gosh, here's O'Neill Cruz. Gosh, one twenty two point four. Yeah, the single because he hit it so hard, it was a single because it bounced off the wall right to uh, <laughs> straight off the uh, wall. Acuna, like it was like boop, and you're like, okay. Gosh, he's got like, look at this, like. Ross Tripling's having a pretty solid year. Hit one off, got one off him. Noah Sendergaard, Corbin Burns. I'm like, dude, like, it's just, there's just like, if, if you just tweak his game just a little bit, he's going to be insanely fun. Like, just make more contact. Like, but man, it's all there athletically. I like, I like how 122 was at a 17 degree launch angle and it was off the wall, but like, 117.5 at 21 degrees was the line drive home run. Well, also, isn't the right field line wall there a little bit taller, too? So if it had been like kind of a regular uh, wall, it might have cleared. Because, yeah, hey, Ross Stripling, his hit off Ross yeah. Stripling, 150. Okay, there's going to be a cutoff there, but we were so excited <laughs> about these numbers by O'Neill Cruz that I forgot about the time expiration on the Zoom. Anyways... <laughs> It was just amazed me that 115.8 miles per hour, a 16 degree launch angle for O'Neill Cruz's hit off Frost Stripling, was a home run. But 122.4 at 17 degrees of Kyle Wright was just a single off the wall. It was just like, yeah. dang. Where where he hit it matters. <laughs> that, yep. and I really like, maybe, I don't know if they're ever going to previous to it, but the type of spin on the ball, like how much backspin or top spin, like oh, yeah. it could completely when change. You're it, when you're hitting at 122, I don't know if the spin really matters a whole lot. <laughs> I, I think I think you just hit it real hard. Right. <laughs> like, Honestly, I think it's, knuckle just at that point it's just like physics just don't matter anymore. I just want a center just... fielder to like take cover because they don't know where the ball's gonna be like, oh shit, hit the deck. Like it, seriously, cannonball coming. As, as someone who played center, the hard one of the hardest balls ever is the one hit straight at you. Could you imagine a ball hit straight at you at one twenty two? You're like, I duck. I'd be like, I don't like. I can't see it. And it's like I'd be like, Oh my god, just please don't hit me. Like I'm like I I ain't about playing. I ain't messing around. I ain't playing games. I don't want to get hit with that. Ain't gonna lie. One twenty two. No, thank you. 
And I know your people are gonna be like, in center field, it's gonna be actually less. Okay, one thirteen. I don't know whatever it's gonna hit me at in the center center field. You know, I don't care. Like it's too hard. It's far. It's far too hard. I don't need that in my life. Yeah, I also was looking at just this list of like top, you know, players to put all these hits in in this bucket of of uh, exit high exit velos over the last like basically week and a half. It's like it. You could almost do this as a search line, like who's hitting the ball well. Maybe fringe pick them up, like Andrew Vaughn. Twelve yeah. hits of of all these high exit velos. What was the other name I just saw? Oh, Enrique Hernandez. You know, util. You know, multiple multiple position eligibility. Like, uh, that's always nice. I picked up Yandy Diaz recently just to fill my util spot. So I, I mean, think, yeah. So can we talk about so. maybe picking up Cal Raleigh for the Mariners catcher? Uh, he's just hitting. He's hitting, and he's a catcher. Yeah, like everyone uh, needs a big dumper in their life. He's he, I I don't know his uh his roster percentage on this point, but if he's not rostered in your league, a hot hitting catcher, and it doesn't take much. Like seriously, like just throw a waiver claim on him because it's not kind of a it. For this year, it's not might, might not be a fluke anymore. He's gonna be rosterable if he keeps this up, especially for a catcher. So, just hit his twenty second home run, and he basically did nothing for most of the season, or about a fourth of the season before. So, this is all coming on in like three fourths of the season. So, oh my gosh, eighteen percent rostered in Yahoo. There's yeah, a catcher like, that's gonna give you some some really I, good power. He's gonna get you some power, and he's and he's doing other things too. He hit a double today. He was about a foot away from a home run as well. Like it, it's not like he's continuing. I've I've talked about this on another podcast. I was like, is Cal Raleigh like gonna keep just be this? His advanced numbers support everything that's happening. So rest of the year, if you need a catcher, you're running outside. He's not playing every day. Cal Raleigh plays basically every day. There's no yeah. they don't, and he's young enough to to weather that. You don't have to worry about old legs. And he's playing well enough to earn more than that percentage. So. Mill lining up in a in a what five at least playing five games a week probably and then oh yeah he's the Mariners schedule gets yeah. really soft so you'd hope they yeah. can pour on some runs and he get so, involved so that'd be cool catch her right there pick him up Ooh. all right let's switch it changing gears switch Fancy it to foosball da, 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 da. Bum, 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 bum. all right all right drafts how'd you feel. How many drafts did you have? Three, four? Uh, I had two. Uh, I had one the day before. It's kind of like we have one uh, that's like for a buddy. That's It's kind of like our – we have a, everybody has friends. I, I recommend doing this for your own. Uh, have a couple leagues you care about, one or two or whatever. That's what I have. And they're both on this uh, Sunday. But I have one that's like for new people who are new to fantasy. And it's actually a friend started it but his because his brother wanted to play. It's anybody who wants to – try fantasy for a year just joins that league and then you just play like it's the whatever league and we take it seriously there's no point in like taking not a fun ser- league seriously but you try to you try to win and but don't get too crazy about it because again it's for new people to try to learn the the what fantasy football can be fun so i had to auto draft that one since i was at a four-year-old birthday party in spokane but uh uh yeah that was uh 
I was there was for it. Really? It was. I think it's turned into mostly people kind of know what's going on, but now they just pick like their favorite players. Still yeah. cool, fun. They're fairly novice in terms of like the depth of their knowledge, but they at least yeah. know kind of the flow of the draft. I think it's their second or third year, and but it's like it's their way they connect with football because I don't think they're really going to sit down and watch a whole lot, other than maybe like their favorite team. But um, it's another way to, to kind of follow like their favorite players. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun league to have an extra little league you don't care too much about, but it's still you know kind of want to try to win. I feel okay about my two teams. So in our in our league, I had to draft for my wife as well at the same time. Uh, so that was a little that was a little hectic having two so laptops. You sniped me. <laughs> I sniped myself to be honest. I'm trying to make oh, a okay. trade right now. I'm like, look, I want this player, and I was like, but I had some on my side. She needs a running back. I really want this guy, but she needs one and she's before me. So she drafted somebody mm. I, that I desperately want. <laughs> I'm like, declared I that I said KP nice snipe of me. Which one I... was it? I could not read either of them. Oh, okay. Um, who was it? Who did she snipe right in front of? I got to go to her team. I can't remember off the dome. Is it a running back? Um, I'm going to know it as soon as I click on her team. Just. Right here. Oh, Lazard. Alan Lazard. Oh, no, that was, yeah, that was not who, but, but uh, yes, I did draft him. I was, I was going to take him for my team as well, but again, yeah. same thing. She needed, she needed one. And I was like, okay, this is what I would do. This is what I think is a good player. So you got to do it. So I was like, actually, yeah, it sucks. It having- served you well over the years. You've done very well drafting for other people. That I had, <laughs> but not yourself. For one person. I have drafted for one person before in fantasy baseball and they won the league. So, um, <laughs> I did not. Uh, so <laughs> that was that's fun. So maybe KP will win this league. I don't know. It did suck that I couldn't even like I couldn't even get mad at somebody else sniped him because I was already actively sniping them from myself, which was a very weird position to be. I'm like, oh, I hope no one wants Solaire. And then I'm looking, I'm like, I, I do, but KP wants him and she needs him. I'm gonna snipe mm, myself. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here we this go. This is happening, click. Yeah. How <laughs> How do you feel, JT? Um, I like that our fun league, I'll just call it the fun league, I guess. It happened before, the day before, our kind of more competitive league. Yeah. I think it, it allowed me, and we didn't know the draft positions until a half hour before for either, so it kind of got me in that mindset of trying to be flexible, and you, know, you can't really have a true game plan. You just got to know what you, what players to to gravitate towards or avoid and then just kind of read the room and um so the fun league i went super wide receiver heavy um maybe too much <laughs> uh <laughs> but that was just i wanted to see if i could stack running back committees in the second half of the draft and they felt- your second running back is josh jacobs though i really like that i felt pretty solid about how it came around but like the, I think the team ended up being pretty good. So I went um, Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams, one, two. And then I think I came back and got Kyle Pitts and then A.J. Brown. So I already filled out my flex there. Yep. And then eventually got like Kyler Murray and then Josh Jacobs and Damian Pierce. But then uh, later on, I got the New England, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce. Yep. Yeah, and then I threw in Lazard as like an extra wide receiver, which I don't know why, but maybe if I trade a, one of my top 
wide receivers for like a yeah. better running back situation. I'd be cool with Lazard as my flex. It, it, this is a full so, PPR league, by the way. Like it's a those. full PPR. So I think that's kind of why I went yeah. with the more elite wide receivers because the running backs, I felt like there was a not a run on them, but like they went a little bit more quicker than I thought. And I think people like that more, um, just the more touches, obviously, but just there's like a, it's a fun league. Yeah. It's more name value. It's kind of like, you know, people aren't totally familiar with everyone yeah. going on in the NFL, but um, I would have, yeah. I had the first pick and I would clearly would have picked Christian McCaffrey over Jonathan Taylor in a full PPR league. Um, uh, I did not, unfortunately, but that, oh, well, oh, well. Oh, yeah, you did pretty yeah. well, JT. You did pretty well for yourself. I think you'll do, I, I don't think I'm buried by any means, but uh, would not have been the route I go. Jalen Hurts in the seventh round, though, is not bad. Yeah. For a quarterback. Yeah, Sleeper quarterback. Valleys to be had. And then I punted defense in both leagues hard. Um, I don't even have a defense right now. I need to get one, but I was just gonna literally yeah, go week I am, to week. I am not. Uh, um, yeah. years past I would have like drafted one, but I in the in the last round I picked up uh, Kenneth Gainwell, so it might be kind of a hint at a week one start sit here. We'll get to that here later in the episode, but um, Miles Sanders kind of like technically probably questionable at this point, so. Um, I don't know if Boston Scott is is going to split with Gainwell, but it was just kind of like for funsies, and I thought Gainwell would probably at least be the third down guy if if Miles Sanders was. So I was just trying to get some playing time, just maybe whatever. I did – oh, after their second draft, I did end up making a wager um, with our buddy Rob. Okay. So that was that was fun. We what is, what is the wager? Well, in the second draft, I I took a uh, backup quarterback, and it's the same one I took here, which was Derek Carr. Um, in this draft, I took Kyler Murray, so I'm like, I definitely need a competent backup quarterback because I don't think Kyler Murray is going to play maybe what I would hope, 14 games. Yeah, that's what I would guess, 14 games. 14 healthy games. You might his, right? The body of Kyler might be out there for the other games, but it ain't going to be Kyler. So like, I was like – Okay, studying situations. Who would I? Who's just got weapons to just throw to? Derek Carr kind of fit the mold. So, and having Devonte Adams on my team was kind of nice, just in case I need to lean on Carr. I got that little marriage going. Um, but in the set, in our other draft, I also took Carr, and there was I left Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers on the floor. You know, on the in the draft. Yep. And our buddy Rob texts me right away. He's like, what are you doing? And I jokingly said, oh, I let my six-year-old pick between the three. He's like, he's like, BS, like, that's the easy out. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm lying to you. But I was like, I don't really care. I just like his situation better. I like the team around him a little bit better. But yeah. I said, it's fantasy points. Like, it's like, I, you know, it is what it is. At this point, they're all backups or fringe QB1s, so. And so we made a wager and I said, okay, so, um, cause I still have some, f- f- uh, flight credit to use and I was going to still go visit Nashville. Like, a, I should have a year and a half ago. And, yeah. um, so I was like, okay, when I see you and I visit, I'll make a bet. You can take Kirk cousins and Aaron Rodgers. I'll get Derek Carr. 
if Derek Hart has more fantasy points than each of those individuals, you know, um, and I win, then you owe me the entree for the dinner portion. But if I lose, if Kurt or Aaron, you know, one of either of those seasons beats Derek Carr's season, I will owe you the appetizer and dessert portion of the meal. That was my way of splitting the two to one because yeah. he's got two guys. So yeah. it was just kind of something yeah. for fun. Okay. But I don't know. Would you pick any one of the three, like just in terms of just points on the year? I don't think it's a. I... Yeah, it's going to be hard. Aaron Rodgers, like who's he throwing the football to? Like there's a limit in a drop off once guys become. Quarterbacks usually can make wide receivers better, but there's a limit. <laughs> like, I feel like, mm-hmm. and you've gone from like Alan Lazard being your one, maybe even that there's rumors. He's not even your one. And so it's just like, what are we doing? Like, what, what are we doing here? So Hunter Renfro Waller, you know, obviously Adams, man, it's, it's going to be, it'll be close. I think it's closer than Rob believes <laughs> like it'll be yeah. closer than rob believes and in that division unfortunately too now that denver got russell it's gonna be a points lead you're gonna be or division you're gonna be they den or um uh, las vegas has to put up points it's at least six games they're you're gonna have to the defense it sorry for defenses in those leagues but it's just gonna be so hard for you and mm. afc west matchups that i i think Neither of them run. Kirk Cousins is out of this equation. <laughs> like, like, there's no way Kirk Cousins. Which is funny because he, well, technically has the best wide receiver to throw to, but I mean, best... splitting hairs with Adams, but. And he has dealing <laughs> too, but it's just like. Yeah. He does have a new offense, though. I, I expect some more better things from him, maybe in the real side of football thing rather than fantasy, because like Zimmer was just like holding that guy down like a dead weight, you know, just terrible. Like, run first and second. They're like, hey, Kirk Cousins, be like an MVP quarterback. And he's good, but he's not that he's not like a he is not a tom brady he's not you know a guy that's gonna be like constant living third and eights all the time be like save me and that's not Kirk cousins like you can make the situation better for him and they never did so i i feel like it can't get worse for him so it'll probably be better Mm -hmm. and i I see i feel the same way with car though i think car is gonna take it jason you're right now i think about it i think i think car's got it it's gonna be it'll be close. It'll be close between him and Rogers, but I think Car's got. It. I think you're safe. I think you'll be getting a free entree. Yeah, I and dessert. <laughs> and dessert. Yeah. Um, I felt. Yeah, I feel okay. But I, either way, it's for fun. But I mean, like, yeah. Rogers has a better defense around him. They might just run out the clock near the end. He's always gonna be super efficient. You know, touchdown yeah. interception. It's just I don't think he'll need to throw for as many yards, and I don't know if he'll be able to with receiver course so it's just how many touchdowns will he get it's really probably going to just come down yeah to that touchdown and that's I really honestly that a lot of that have the yards which is like if he can get a few more touchdowns and keep pace with rogers i feel like i i feel better about the quote-unquote yeah. you know wager those touchdowns just come down to luck too you can't really plan yeah. on a touchdown in that situation so but who has a stronger <sighs> arm <laughs> oh gosh we don't have <laughs> Uh, so how do you like we could talk about it? So I had the second pick in our draft we just did together, and you had the what seventh? So you're right in the middle. And then competitively, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
this is a half point or no, it's standard, I believe. No, no, half. no PPM. Oh, it's a half. That's right. Half, which is the standard for Yahoo. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Rob was incorrect. Um, well, for two, Rob. Um, I went Chris McCaffrey, number two. I was uh, our buddy Brett, who won it the year before, took Taylor. I was kind of glad. I want. I'm willing to roll the dice with Chris McCaffrey. Um, if he is healthy, he is by far the best player in fantasy. I saw a guy making a comment of like per game stats, and they were like. Look, if Chris McCaffrey has been healthy this whole time and never been hurt, we're having the discussion of having to split him up receiving or running wise at this point. If he never got hurt, that's how crazy he has been Mm -hmm. um, when the games he played. And I'm willing to roll the dice with that because, again, like we're talking guys. It is so hard to repeat 300 yard touch seasons. We're talking about other than that, we're talking about Jonathan Taylor who got hurt or 300, 300 touches. Derrick Henry who got hurt. Dalvin Cook, who has been hurt a couple times. Najee Harris got 300 touches. Austin Eckler, who can catch passes but gets hurt. Mixon got 300 touches, is on that guy. And then Saquon Barkley and Aaron Jones. We're already at the, like, all of them could easily get hurt because you're not talking like a younger guy who didn't get 300 touches. None of those guys qualify for that. So I'm just going to roll with the guy who could, out of all those players, win healthy, win me my league. That's just that's that's the route I'm gonna go in the first round when I have that to me. And you went Justin Jefferson, JT, at seven. I went at seven, just like I was like, what is going on, guys? Is there something I don't know? Are we <laughs> I felt like Justin my wife Jefferson told, my wife could be me, a top three. My wife told me running back. And I felt like so I, I drafted at six for her, and I was like, look, it's Austin Eckler's the next one. And then it's Joe Mixon's quite a gap. I was like, I don't really want a Joe Mixon. I'll take Harris, which they're going to run more probably, and it's going to be the guy. Or else you would not be having Justin Jefferson because if my wife didn't tell me running back in the first round, I'm having to have for Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. But if she's like running back, I'm like, and Najee Harris is fine. Like, totally sure. fine at six. There's nothing wrong with it, but I would have taken Justin Jefferson. But Absolutely. Yeah, that was a gift. I was like, okay. Yeah. Cool. In this economy, you guys are going to get this me? economy <laughs> half point PPR, and then you uh, you brought it back around with Travis Kelsey and round dose. He's my boy. He's just yeah. been my special boy for so long. Go that well. I I feel like when you have one of those top what what do we call them four is Mark Andrews in your conversation of an elite kind no, of not yet like that. He's got to do it again. So He's it's it Kittle. Again. It's it's Waller, and it's Kelsey at tight end it's just like that gives you such an extra just points cushion floor whatever you want to call it it's just it is so nice not to have to worry about that position on a week-to-week kind of almost matchup it's just like I have an elite wide receiver two if you will as a tight end and just opens up like you know possibilities for um you know like a fifth or sixth rounder wide receiver to pop off and be my you know flex week in week out or whatever that was another like so then uh, i don't have andrews or kyle pitts i believe if they do what they did last year again they will be in the conversation and so it's funny so uh i drafted cd lamb in the second cd lamb is gonna be the wide receiver in dallas i don't like there's no amari cooper gallops hurt mm-hmm. so that's i mean 
I know they have other guys, but like it's CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> like I was like I was like that like in this team. I know they're gonna say they're gonna they're gonna run, but they're still like Kellen Moore's like, look, we're gonna call some path plays here at some point. We're gonna throw to CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> like that's all we really got right now. So I'm like, I like Dak as a quarterback, and if you like Dak as a quarterback, CeeDee Lamb's gonna get that ball. Yeah. Do you want to so, get in the mind of a just a guy who makes terrible dad jokes in my head? You say like Gallup's hurt, and I'm like, yeah, more like a slow trot with a gimp. Yeah, you know. Man. Michael yeah, see, slow trot with a gimp gallop. <laughs> I see you went with the guy Jerry Jones said is gonna be the focal point of our offense in the third round with the Ezekiel Elliott, the double E. At that point, I'm trying to just let the draft come to me. I want to see what's what I felt like I was I was willing to go with uh Another elite wide receiver, but I, Debo, I wasn't completely sold on a repeat no, of last year. No. I already have my tight end. Um, DJ Moore is just kind of not worth a third rounder to me in my head. And I felt if, like if he was on the Packers, maybe his sure, Packers, yeah. but like he is definitely not on the Packers. <laughs> yeah. The only other, the only other names I think I considered, I just like getting getting a really solid running back there with the the offensive line he's got. But yeah. I looked at Mike Williams. Uh, you know, um, Keenan Allen had gone a few picks before that. Allen Robinson really intrigues me there in in L.A. with the Rams. But it's you know, really just kind of those three. And I was like, okay, let's let's stay really balanced. I have I have an elite position. You know, player at wide shaver tight end and now running back i feel like yep. i really got a solid foundation yeah because i took keenan out at the flip pick so mm-hmm. i i agree with the pick because i know that eli mitchell went next and bryce hall and then uh and aj Dillon. um i i left out etn for a second but uh i don't i'm not a huge san francisco running back fan i don't that's a huge committee a lot can happen there so mm-hmm. third round I mean, it could be a fine player, absolutely, but there's it's just it's more of a risk I'm willing to take in the third round. And Ezekiel, it's Ezekiel's job. Bryce Hall again, rookie on the Jets with Flacco. Uh, you know they're gonna stack the box. AJ Dillon's a backup, like like he's not even a starter, and you're tired from around four. Like I get right. it, what he could bring if there's an injury and goal line stuff, but it's just like it is. It terrifies me that that is how his value is banked off of. So there was a, for me, there's a big old cliff. Between Ezekiel yeah. Elliott and then and then I threw ETN too, but ETN's more risk because you don't know. But I have a feeling he will have a better year. But if you're going to tell me like you got to pick one of these two and have to roll with them, I'm going to take Ezekiel because at least you know Ezekiel. Force Ooh. feed me those touchdowns. I'm yeah. getting Ezekiel motion, but just force feed me those ETN, double digit I think touchdowns. Is going to be like the only guy there, so like he'll get the passing stuff, but Ezekiel will too. Mm-hmm. But Ezekiel is going to be force fed when your GM says something like that. Like it's you. You can't, you can't go wrong there. Uh, then you went, you went our special. This is our podcast kind of special boy. My wife made me take Josh Allen the third or a quarterback, and I mean, you could do a lot worse than Josh Allen. Uh, Justin Herbert. So it's the second quarterback taken in the draft. Uh, you got the Herbert monster. Now I will say, um, oh, what was it here? I really wanted, like what you said with your same position right after you. I drafted for my wife. And I was like, look, she's going to want a tight end. She doesn't like, same thing. She doesn't like fighting with you. The last one I was comfortable taking was Kittle for me, but he was the last one available out of the three big guys Mm -hmm. or the other, other than Waller who's nicked up. And I was like, 
I had to take it for her. So then I had to basically punt tight ends. <laughs> so this year, so you're done. Oh, get a tight end. I was like, I'm like, I got myself click. I was like, here we go. And then I was like, I might just roll with Mahomes. And then the team before me click. And I'm like, all right, well, oh, I that's went, right. It went juju. So I think it's going to be a, the juju and Travis Kelsey show this year. Juju is 25 years old. Like, think about that. Like, he's played the year forever. He's 25, big body. Like, he's like, I feel like he's going to fit perfectly in that scheme. So mm-hmm. I love that guy. I mean, you don't really have to talk about Justin Herbert, dudes. I feel maybe I reached, but I just wanted my guy. Like, no, I think he wasn't going to come we, back. We talked before the no podcast. Else looked great. We talked before the podcast. I, me forgetting that you had even drafted Justin Herbert, I was like, he might be the best quarterback in football. Like, just straight up. Like, it's just not even like we talked about the three best quarterbacks in football. Uh, they were Josh Allen, <laughs> Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. There we go. They're the three who went. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the three I would have gone. And Lamar Jackson got snuck in there, I guess. Uh, Tesla quote, fine, like fantasy, uh, absolutely makes sense. Sure. I think injury-wise, but talent-wise, and usually talent-wise, usually code corresponds with, with overall fantasy right. production. Any of those three guys are the top tier, in my opinion. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, the running running backs are running quarterbacks. I think we talked about it closely. Like, I, I drafted Kyler Murray in the sixth round a couple rounds later because I had to because everybody else was basically gone. I love them, and they they will – they can make up for their lack of, I believe, talent by running, but it's always the guys like that. Like two years ago, Tom Brady was our one guy, and he's not running at all. But it, it those guys who are really good at the quarterback, quarterback stuff, are going to be awesome. But if you can find one of those guys who also runs it, then it's your wheelhouse. But often those guys like Hertz and Kyler, they're not great at like the pocket stuff and like throwing it out, getting forty-two touchdowns passing. They're having to supplement it. They're getting like. 28 or 30 passing and then running for the rest of their fantasy points. Those big three guys are going to get it passing. It doesn't really matter. They're going to be in the top eight. So you're fine there, barring an injury, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like round five, I just see this whole change of like some people just starting to really obviously build around what they've done so far through the first four rounds, but like kind of getting your dude and starting to. I don't know, things start to kind of shift and like starting to, you know, play play the game within the game for the draft. It seems yeah. like kind of just morphing round five. Looking the, I honestly the you line. so you I drafted high and I got David Montgomery, who I wasn't like super high, but I, I literally fought with myself. And what I thought here was so I have an auction league and I snuck in and got Josh Jacobs as my second running back. We talked about already. Love that he was going so late. I got David Montgomery. wasn't super happy with it, but I was like, you look, of all the two guys, and I want two more running backs, I think I can wait on Josh Jacobs the most. And then, of mm. course, you snag, you snag him. <laughs> so so he was gone with the next record. But then I got uh, Edwards Lair. Or no, uh, my wife did, who I really wanted. But uh, then I got Kyler Murray. But then you went Brandon Ayuk, who I think I said in the chat, nice pick. Because yes. I think he's going to cut into Debo's reps a ton and we talked about this on the podcast before but he's the guy who was the number one guy two years ago and everyone's talking blowing about up about him and then everyone forgot that that happened and then with Debo heavy I'm like he's still talented Ayuk he's he's not in the doghouse anymore he's gonna get a lot more play than I think people realize I said yeah. that's why you that was one where I was like okay so every time the pick came to me for the first probably at least like I think eight 
or so rounds, I wanted enough people in my watch list spot, you know, queue, if you yeah. will. Like, yeah, it's called a queue. Uh, in the queue. So I felt prepared and I could take the time to really kind of think it through how my team's structured and kind of look forward. Uh, when it got to me with Brendan Ayuk, it was only him in the queue. And I was like, okay, this is okay. This is what this is this why is you, what you do it for. Yeah. But let me just look around. And I'm like, I'm not sold on anyone. I don't even know if I'm sold on Ayuk, but it just feels right. Let's do it, you know? And I just kind of took my time. And as I always do, you know, take the full 50 yep. seconds of the minute. And it's like, and submit. <laughs> so. That's because that's, that's exactly where I got with the next one. Because I was like, I'm further down and I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I don't love anybody else left. You know, like there's, cause it was like round six. And I was like, okay, that's why I ended up going with Kyler because I was like, eh, it's either him or hurts. And I could, or wait a little bit and like take like a burrow or something, which we ended up going that round later. But I was just like, look, and I'm like, I don't really love, and I was the 11th or the second pick. So I had the 11th and then the second again. So I knew I had two picks coming up back to back. I was like, I don't like anybody. And I got to make two picks. I was like, I got to bust out a quarterback, but bust out a quarterback, got Kyler. Because, again, he can win MVP if he's healthy. Um, probably right. never happens. But then I'm like, who do I want? And they, so that's the point. Like, I was like, Hunter Renfro's here, Michael Thomas if healthy. But you're running into guys like Lazard if he's the one. Like, I mean, yeah, this round is probably good value. But still, I'm like, man, like, uh, Amari Cooper, talented. But for 11 games, he's going to have, some, <laughs> you know, thrown to him. I'm like. So I ended up going to Hunter Renfro in the round seven, but I was just like, man, I, I, I that was definitely the, the, the part where I'm like, okay, rankings be damned. I'm just going to get maybe some people I like, or we're just, we're just throwing stuff because I'm not in love with anybody left in the draft. So, yeah. Round seven really is just like, get your dude and uh, really just try to capitalize on maybe some risk reward or just kind of like, you know, value that you perceive. And it's just like the waiting game. Do you think he'll be in the next round, you know, yep. or do you want to just take him just to have him? It doesn't really matter. It's not a keeper league. It, you know, the, the round doesn't matter. And at this end of the day, you'd rather have him on your team than not. If you feel that good about the player. I went with the one of the guys I kind of, feel, uh, so I like Elijah Moore I was kind of slept on him. He just got nicked up at the end of last year. I went with, uh, George Pickens because uh, he had really good, uh, um, I can't remember his name. Um, rapport with uh, the quarterback there, and I assume that quarterback, gosh, what is his name? The guy who just drafted him for Pitt. Um, they they're gonna make him. I'm gonna look up here real quick, but they're gonna make him the starter. I assume before rather than later. Um, Kenny Pickett. That's gonna gonna confuse me for the rest of my life. Um, can you two switch teams? One of you just move teams. That will be awesome. Pickett <laughs> and Pickens. There we go. Right. I remember it. Uh, they had really good reports. So I'm like, look, like he's going to be the starter. And then Pickens' numbers are going to go up. And then the one I liked a lot, because I loved him out of the draft, was Sky Moore, like wide receiver for Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I, like, I wanted those. I had those three guys there. And I was like, look, let's do it. And then the guy I was really proud of was Taysom Hill, who we're going to get into Yahoo here in a second. But Taysom Hill has tight end eligibility in this league. Um, Yeah, that's why I drafted him. He could be my tight end. So an injury happens. Now, I know that they have uh, Andy Dalton as their backup, but I don't know what Taysom Hill has on that organization, like blackmail or something like that, but they let him play way too much. And if I could have like a quarterback ish guy as my tight end as well, I'm going to, in the second to last round, I'm going to take a, take a, take a flyer off. Right. You know? Let's just do yeah. it. So 
that's kind of how I filled up the rest of my draft was was guys I kind of liked and and hoped to to get something out of a lot of wide receivers because I I love wide receivers so I I I physically had to make myself take a couple running backs. I think I yeah in that sentiment absolutely I was right there with you, um, because because ultimately at this point in the you know the draft where we're talking about the eighth round <laughs> again yeah because I switched back to just to look at my team but um. Yeah, the Lazard, I was totally willing to take Lazard. I'm like, okay, sweet, he's going to be my flex. Let's do it. And then I'm like, oh, KP sniped me. Dang, nice pick. So Turns um, out it was me, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Took the upside with Ramondre Stevenson again, New England. I was going to try to pair him with the other, but it didn't happen. But but then you, I went to... You had Devontae Smith, though. Devontae Smith, Christian Kirk as a flex is not a bad Boom, flex, boom, like, yeah. So I, Yeah, so they are not bad. I'm like, the number two wide receiver in Philly... And then Kirk, technically the number one receiver yeah. in Jacksonville, like he's going to yeah. get targets. And as much as you want to laugh about the contract he gave him, they paid him now. They got to use him. So yeah. the contract doesn't affect fantasy, man. No, <laughs> like, it so like, I think, it especially if you team, think that's all that matters. Yeah. If Lawrence is going to take a step forward, like, hey, bonus points. So, and I think he'll be able to naturally play, you know, his, his natural what slot position, I would say. So, yeah. And I think we all think Trevor Lawrence. I honestly think Trevor Lawrence might be pretty good this year because yeah, he showed a lot of good things and a lot of maturity last year on a in an absolute dumpster fire of, of a. So I I think that's a really good pick. Honestly, I think yeah. people he still got overpaid, but I think people will be like, oh, maybe he's better than we thought just because I think Trevor Lawrence yeah. will make him look really good. Yeah, good opportunity. And then Devonta, yeah. I was reading some stuff on him. I think they just complement each other really well. There's yeah. a Yahoo thing talking yeah. about it more in depth, but it was just like AJ Brown's going to have the middle of the field, yeah, and Devon's going to have outside the hashes. Like, yeah, they do not do the same really thing. well. And yeah, they are not the same. Really savvy to have them on the both teams, so it's it's not like they're completely, you know, um, and if overlapping. I think, and I think I was hearing, I was listening to a podcast. This was about real football, but it plays into this. You're at the point now where, as the Eagles, you saw how it went last year. You saw how a running first team can where they can take you. That's like the last, the seventh spot in the playoffs, and that's basically it. In order to go further, they have a really talented team in real football on offense now and defense. You need to know what kind of a passer Jalen Hurts is because you know what kind of a runner he is. It's always nice to have that in your bag. What kind of passer are you? Because this is the year where we're figuring out if you are a quarterback of the future or not. So mm-hmm. they're just going to look. I know you can run it, but we need you to start throwing it. And so I think they're going to basically be like throw this football. You got to, you got two guys now throw the football. And so I think he's going to throw more than he did last year by a lot because of the organizations. Like we need to know who you are, throw the football. Yeah. Then I went, I think the really the rest of the draft, I went just like deep sleepers to see if I could hit a home run on one of yeah. them with yeah, the, so Traylon Burks in Tennessee, I mean, it's got Robert Woods coming off an ACL. So it's just like rookie wide receiver, Tennessee, Tannehill's still good. So like, let's I mean, roll. They drafted him in the first, right? Right. Um, <laughs> Atlanta, no. there's, they're going to try to run Patterson as running back. So I picked up their draft pick, um, fifth rounder, Tyler Algier. Um, yeah. it, it, he was a workhorse in college. And so yeah. um, anything anything like that i was just like hey let's see let's see what happens and then jeff wilson jr like you said like the san francisco question mark is mitchell gonna yeah, be that, healthy all season let's it's take a good the draft. clear number two 
you know, get in there and see what see what shakes out because what if you get a starting running back with the last pick? That's so different. My wife, uh, Sonny Michelle, one injury away from being a starter and for the Chargers. Like I assigned them and they're not, they don't really believe in anybody else. That's why. So again, I had two drafts. I went Sky Moore, Sonny Michelle, and you went uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. These are guys who don't cost you much, but could be massive. You're telling me I got a wide receiver for, for Kansas City, passing happiest team. The wife gets a running back on the Chargers who's going to be good, has a good O-line now. And you've got a running back on the most run-friendly team. <laughs> so that, like, right. throw darts in the last round on things you know are good. Kansas City's good at passing. 49ers are good at running. Throw a dart there. Hopefully you get some playing time out of those guys. Like, that's that's it. That's that's the idea here. I'm trying to think of anybody else. Two in round 13. I kind of digging it, honestly. Tesla Coils, I think that's our friend George. <laughs> really like that idea. Uh, every last round was just kickers and um, 15. Uh, Chase Claypool, not too bad, I think, but I. And I. There's no one I would say. I looked at a roster uh, waiver. Oh, uh, Kadarius Tony, round 11. Who drafted him? Team, whoever team is in our league. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I really like that pick. That's nice. We forgot how good he was. Yeah, uh, that's Russell true. Gage, Russell Gage, too. Wide receiver. Uh, actually, not. no, never mind. I'm thinking the wrong person. Um, uh, we're getting back up there. Yeah. Well, we're we're under a minute here. Yeah, yeah let's, let's wrap but, them up. So, um, probably not much start sit for week one, but um, definitely could probably um get savvy with the the defenses. But that's really um, it. Yeah, you you drafted your best best guys in the top ten rounds. Don't get too you know. Play your guys you drafted in order, basically. You draft the you draft your ten guys and uh, don't get too fancy. The one I position I would say is that flex. You can maybe get whoever you think because uh, they tend to be your you know eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh position. Kind of in the same category, you could kind of get funky there. But your guys in your top eight or so, nine or so rounds, you need to just play them in order. Um, they should be at this point this year. You could overthink week one. You don't have any. The priors are out the window. There's no priors. You you just got to roll the dice. It's it's what you know based off this offseason of last year. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much uh, early on in the year. Just don't overthink it. During the year you can adjust that, but uh, play your play the guys you drafted basically in order. Yep, I agree. I mean, ultimately, I, I kind of going through that draft, I was like, okay, yeah, these are my dudes. And then after about, what did I say, seven or eight, then I started having fun with it. So maybe those first seven guys, I'm really wanting to play week in, week out, you know, as well, at least week one, per se. And then the rest, you know, let's just have fun, maybe throw a match, a nice matchup for a player in my, my flex, and then uh, kind of roll from there. So otherwise, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to week two and have have some results to go off of some target shares, you know, things like that. Um, but uh, week one, it's, it's, yeah, just roll with the info you got. Cause we're, there's not much to go off of, of especially with three week preseason and 
a lot of sits in that third week. So, yeah. um, let's see. I was going to share a dad joke, actually two. Um, so we went out to lunch with the uh, friends that were in town, and um, we we're it ended up okay. So it's Thai Elephant out in Kennewick, and I haven't been there ever. I don't know if you have. But go in, small venue, and it's like white tablecloth, comfy seat. And I'm like, uh-oh, feel underdressed. I thought this was just like, you know, any other, you know, Thai restaurant kind of standard straightforward. But anyway, I was like, okay, I think we're we're going to be okay. But t- table for seven, three children. Um, so the <laughs> kids, you know, it's taking a little bit of time because they're like cooking up you know, we're kind of a big group and there's a group of 13 in the other corner. And this is a small venue, by the way. So we're, we knew there'd be a little bit of weight, but actually it was pretty, it was pretty fast overall, but the kids were having fun and um, they're trying to think of up their own. Um, uh, why did the insert animal here cross the road joke? And we came up with two solid ones and I want you to vote for your, okay. for your favorite. So my youngest I, I gave him a little bit of help on this one. Um, why did the goose cross the road? I don't know. Because he heard a honk. Solid. Okay. Right? Okay. Right. Okay. And then my oldest, um, he wanted to do something with this animal. So I gave him a couple suggestions and he went with this one. So I kind of gave him multiple choice. Like, okay. So why did the moose cross the road? I don't know. He didn't mean to. He just overstepped. Okay. Okay. I like that. So both kind of just, you know, off off the cuff. We're, we're struggling. We're just passing the time okay. and eating okay. some appetizers. So, but it was, it was kind of fun. Um, I, but, I like uh, the honk one. I like the, the honk one. Right? Younger one too. That's okay. Solid. Yeah. Are <laughs> you guys dad jokes down? Okay. Right. <laughs> the okay. the other the the other kids. So there's my two, and then family friend. She was uh, I think she's like five or six. She came up with why did, and then she just said my like all of us. She named off all. Why did we all cross the street? And we were all okay. like, I don't know. And she's like. To eat a bunch of chicken legs. I was like, okay, she's really hungry. Someone feed her because I'm scared she's going to just like go into the table and start like biting ankles. <laughs> oh, man. So I thought it was pretty good. It was fun. It was I like that. Catch like up that. to you. And we hadn't seen them in a while. So I like that. So, all right. Well, everyone, good luck uh, rolling into fantasy baseball playoffs. Uh, good luck week one of fancy football season here comes the overlap buckle up it's september and uh we'll have fun with it and we'll try to keep you keep you up to date rolling with content weekly there we go yeah that's it for us we all think uh sean i thank you for joining us we appreciate you listening take care be well and until next time see ya see ya see ya